Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, big book study. My name is Russ M. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, uh, February 9th, 2024, and we're reading from the big book. We're in uh, Bill's story. We're on page two, and we're reading the, um, the first paragraph. By the time he had completed the course, and uh, ending with, I discovered many more reasons later on. All right. So today's readers, we have for the steps, Tens and P, Traditions, Emory M. Uh, reading the text is Lynn S., page 164 is Katie B. Our backup reader is Nancy R. Newcomer greeters, Krista F. Second hour host, Eileen M. And for announcements, we have Robin P. The reference numbers for yesterday, Thursday, February 8, 2024, 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. It's 21,115, 2, 1, 1, 1, 5. 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, uh, 21,116, 2, 1, 1, 1, 6. All right. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who can share and experience strength and hope while recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating, compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. So I'm now going to ask Tenzin P to uh, share the 12 steps. Mm, thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin uh, P checking in from New York. Here are the steps we took, which I suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. <clears throat> Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight made a list of all persons we had harmed, and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
and 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. We tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tenzin. Next up is Amriam with the 12 Traditions. Good morning. This is Amriam. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group, one, ultimate loving God expresses our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants in us. Three, only requirements should desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups, OAS. Five, each group but one primary person carry the message to compulsive eaters suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any who outside enterprise, problems of prestige, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be declining outside contributions. Eight, is anonymous, should remain forever non-professional, but that doesn't work. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized. We may create service boards or committees directly responsible Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name will never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public policy attraction rather than we always maintain personal anonymity, press, radio, television, other public communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all traditions and a reminding personality. All right, Emily, thank you. So, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today we resume our study of the big book and Bill's story where we are on page one, uh, page two, page two, the first paragraph. And it starts with, by the time I completed the course and ends with, I discovered more reasons, reasons later on. And I've asked Lynn S. to start us off today. Good morning, Lynn S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Toronto, Canada. By the time I had completed the course, I knew the law was not for me. The inviting maelstrom of Wall Street had me in its grip. Business and financial leaders were my heroes. 
Out of this alloy of drink and speculation, I commenced to forge the weapon that one day would turn in its flight like a boomerang and all but cut me to ribbons. Living modestly, my wife and I saved $1,000. It went into certain securities, then cheap and rather unpopular. I rightly imagined that they would someday have a great rise. I failed to persuade my broker friends to send me out looking over factories and managements, but my wife and I decided to go anyway. I had developed a theory that most people lost money in stocks through ignorance of markets. I discovered many more reasons later on. This paragraph is so rich for me because it describes my life totally. That drive, that desperation to be, to find my place, to fit in somewhere. There was never any middle of the road for me. I was always in something's grip. And I was always so sure I was right and determined. And all of that's coming up for me because that desperate need to fit in somewhere. I had to be uber special, try extra hard, do everything extra just to feel subnormal. Like I never quite made it and I never fit in. And that you know, completed the course, but I knew it was not for me. Well, he did better than I did because I never completed anything. I got 99% through and then I always quit because I knew that wasn't for me, but something else would be. But what really speaks to me is I commenced to forge the weapon that one day would turn in its flight like a boomerang and all but cut me to ribbons. My thinking, my perception was off. Everything was wrong, and I didn't know how to fix it. But what I did know was food was always my solution. And the problem was me, the way I thought, the way I felt, the way I perceived everything that was happening. The problem was me, and I had to find a solution to me. And that the only solution I could find was food. That gave me a sense of ease and comfort that took it all away. Took the pain of everyday living away while I was busy forging that chain. It reminds me of Marley's ghost and Ebenezer Scrooge. There was no other for me from that hard black and white thinking that drive to just fit in somewhere. I could never find my place. So my place was in the food. And with that, I'll pass. All right. Thank you, Lynn, for starting us off. And now we're going to open up the line for sharing. And although we value experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. Uh, so others could uh, get a shot to share their experience too. So you know Wednesday and Thursday, if you shared, please step back and allow uh, people to share. And I'll take names one at a time, please. The best you can. I know it's hard. Go ahead. Novella Novella. Christina Janet Bay. Janet Bay. Okay, Janet. I got 
I think Christina J. Is it Christina J? Yeah. I know I heard Melissa. Yeah, Melissa. 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 Robin. Yeah. Robin yeah. P. in Costa Rica. Good. Janet Robin, B. Charlotte. Jan, Janet. Charlotte Toby P. K. Uh, Toby. And there was someone. Uh, Toby K. Charlotte P. All right, Charlotte. That's it. Thank you. Robin. Did you get Robin P.? I got you, Robin. Yep. Okay, Sorry about you. that. Sorry I didn't repeat it. So... That's a pretty good list unless someone else wants to jump in here. I think I think we're pretty good. All right, so we got Novella C, Jen A, Christina J, Melissa C, Robin P, Janet B, Toby K, and Charlotte T. Robin uh, P. Uh, Robin T and Robin. Robin T. Then we got Robin T. We got the Robins today. All right, Novella, you're up. Can you hear me? Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Uh, this is where my mind went. I said, oh, my God. You know, listening to the story about what his mind did to him, I, and I know the big book where it talks about being born again. And that's what I'm learning today. I don't know what's going on, but so everything for me is about my mind. What's going on in my mind? And if I can change my thinking, my belief, how I behave, how I react, I'm going to be born again. And, and from this program and the 12 steps, I'm learning to change the way I think and try to think the way God thinks. And that's where my healing is. And that's where I have to stay. And I have to pray. Oh, Lord, do I have to pray because I can't do this on my own. So I'm just so grateful for this program. And when I'm learning about myself and the crazy things that I always did my whole life, I never could find my way. I never could fit in. But today, I'm learning. I don't care about those things anymore. All I care about is what's going on in my mind. What am I thinking? Am I thinking negatively? And, you know, I, I have to get rid of those thoughts and just try to live the way I believe God wants me to live, which is to live in peace and serenity and be loving and kind to everybody I meet. And so that's how I try to live today. So with that, I'm going to pass. I just, but I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm not in the food. I've been abstinent now for, I think it's 120 days today. And it's nothing is about the food anymore. It's about what's going on in my mind and just trying to be born again. So thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Novella. Next up is Jen A, followed by Christina J. Good morning, Russ. This is Jen A in Littleton, Colorado. Good to hear you this morning. Um, love that we're in Bill's story. These are always good reminders to me to go back at the beginning of the book. And I like how we see the progression of the disease. Um, for me, in this paragraph, I love it. My heroes, you know, here I was out there. And I can still be that girl, right? Um that would go out there and um, try and uh, work work it. Um, I, I always want, like we just had reviews, always want to look good um, on my review, always want to look good at work um, around people because I think I'm going to get somewhere and be somebody someday. And um, I love that it talks about the boomerang. 
Um, the boomerang to me in this paragraph and what I've experienced in 12-step recovery is um, everything that I've gone out and done in my lifetime um, when I was a compulsive overeater and living heavily in the disease um, is going to come back to get me. Um, I say the boomerang is like karmic debt. You know, um, what I put out there, I'm going to get back. And I will just say, you know, um, as I've recovered and worked the steps and now living this new design for living and life, um, I will say that there are instances that come up for me that I am just gobsmacked by how people treat me and how things happen. And I go, oh, my gosh. And I sit there and I think to myself, Jennifer, that was you. And, you know, um, I've had to do some inventory, and at the inventory, I sit there and I think, okay, Lord, like, what is it that you want me to do here? Um, you know, bless the person that's that's being that way. That used to be you. Yeah. And then forgive the one in myself, too, that was like that. You know, because I was out there, like it just says, I was out there working and just trying to get my way with my kids, with my ex-husband with my work, whatever it may be. And that just, uh, you know, it, it, it comes back. It comes back to get you. So I love the boomerang in the paragraph. Um, and I'm just thankful that I'm not serving the food. I'm not serving, you know, a financial strategy for my life today. I'm not, uh, you know, serving a relationship. I'm serving a God um, and just doing his will for today, one day at a time. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Hello? Anyone out there? Can't Russ, you, we Russ? can't hear you. Muted, Russ. Russ, star one. Russ, yeah, star one, star, buddy. That's star one, uh, and it gets me every time. Oh, hi, Christina, you're up. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you, Jen. Can you hear me? You got me now? Yes. How about now? You guys, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 We yes. can hear you, Ross. Uh, Loud and clear. All right, thank you. Sorry about that. Star One gets me every time. Christina, you're up. Star One, Christina. Okay, here we go. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. That's all right. It's all good. Here's Bill. He's a young man. He's got dreams. Why not I? You know, in the previous paragraph. And why not I? We, we come in, we've got dreams, we're kids, we've got, you know, we want to hit these goals in life. Uh, the problem for me was uh, my goals were, were great. They're wonderful. I get to use my talents and all, but they were driven by things from my childhood that weren't healthy. And um, those things all but turned like a boomerang in my path. It almost cut me to shreds. Almost. I mean, I've, I've lost a lot of stuff because of my push, 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 go, go, go. And wasn't getting all I wanted, wasn't getting my dues, you know. And um, so the food, the drink, the drug, whatever, kept me comfortable in my push because 
no matter how much validation I got, no matter how much you told me I was great, no matter how much I thought I was going to get to this next level in fame, uh, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough because I needed the whole world because I was so wounded as a child. But now I recognize those things. And like Bill, you know, his life turned around. All of that training he got from the push-push, the shove-shove, the attorney training, all this stuff, it lended itself to an incredible path that God had waiting for him. And, um, you know, I'm still waiting for God to reveal to me what now, now that I've, you know, I've surrendered most of that push, push, shove, shove, and just trying to live in today. Because I don't think any of us are meant to die with our gifts, with, you know, and I'm so grateful I can share my experience, strength, and hope. That's one way God uses me. But I'm not done singing, you know, I'm not done writing. I'm not done giving from that deep soul place, those gifts God gave me. So I'm just kind of waiting and listening and, you know, taking one day at a time. But, you know, the food throughout my career was brutal, just brutal, because I was so uncomfortable. I didn't know how to do it. You know, Bill Bill kind of figured out a way to do it, and I kind of did too. But I never got what I fully wanted in that career. And God blocked it. Bring it or block it. And I said that to God for years, and it kept getting blocked. But I wouldn't take no for an answer. And so the food, the food came in to comfort me and say, oh, you got to keep going. You got to bust down every wall, you know. But thank God for recovery today because I'm learning that I don't have to push and shove from those old wounds of pain, of, of uh, abuse, of neglect from my childhood, that I am accepted and loved as God's child today. And I'm so grateful to be loved on this line and appreciated. And I appreciate and love all of you. And it's not about me impressing you anymore. It's about giving what I have and letting you know if you're out there struggling that there is a way to get through. And if you haven't found it yet, hang tight, stay on the bus because (laughs) it's going to come. You're here. Take the steps, you know, take one step at a time today. Love yourself. Call people, you know, let yourself be loved and appreciated. And, you know, you'll get help. That's the main thing I got. I got help. Thank you. And I'll pass. Love everybody. Thanks, Christine. Appreciate it. Next up is uh, Melissa. Melissa C., followed by Robin P. Good morning, Robin. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, you know, I love reading about Bill, and I, I, you know, I think um, he's not all that unique. You know, I don't think um, having ambition is something that um, is is only reserved for the addict. I, you know, I, I, I think everybody, you know, every little kid grows up, you know, or, or when they're growing up. If I asked, if I did a survey of the kids in my class today, I would say every little boy wants to be, you know, in the soccer player, you know, or they want to be, the most, you know, they want to be somebody. We all want to be somebody. I think that's a pretty natural state. Um, the problem is, is that I am a distinct entity, and while that might work okay for other people, I, I believe that I am, you know, I'm of the type that has to live a different set of, of rules, a different life. I think, you know, um, that is not for me, you know, and, and I love when I read Bill's story, I think, my God, he was so and, and so hardworking, 
you know, and such ambition. But, you know, when when his ambitions were focused, when his creativity and his talent were focused on worshiping himself, you know, you know, getting all his needs now, he's just about destroyed himself. And yet, you know, I, I love how the story will eventually take a turn when he surrenders and completely submits and turns life over to God. That same incredibly ambitious, creative, talented, intelligent person does incredible things for, for us, right? I mean, it's not for Bill being with this type of person. I don't know that we would be here. You know, I don't know that Alcoholics Anonymous would have become what it did, but he took that same talent, that same, you know, thing that he had, and he used it for the benefit of other people. And so um, I think that's the beauty that God does for us, and myself included. I have taken my gift, you know, in times, and I have used it to try to promote myself and try to make myself feel good and you know, it didn't work very well for me. But when I take my same kind of determination and drive and ambition and use it to do what I believe God has got me to, things work a heck of a lot better and the food is silent. And um, thanks for that. Thank you. So before Robin P. comes up, let me let you know where we're at. So we're on page two in Bill's story, that first paragraph. And we're reading, starting off with, by the time I had completed the course, ending with, I discovered many more reasons later on. So next up is Robin P. from Costa Rica and that great weather. Thank you. Hi. Thanks, for, yeah. thanks for your service. I'm Robin P. I'm a very, very grateful recovery compulsive overeater in Costa Rica. And uh, <laughs> it's warm here. Uh, so, um, you know, I... Uh, I grew up. I had a. I grew up in a lot of child abuse, but and I also grew up with a, with some gifts that God gave me. And um, I I have this huge singing voice that I was born with. It's four octaves, can do anything. And and I starred on Broadway for 15 years that when I was younger. And um, when I and I was abstinent for part of that. I got 12 steps when, uh, when I was doing my first Broadway show, and it was such a blessing. And then I. Uh, had some other issues that I I needed help with, and um, I uh, from just a lot of uh, child abuse stuff, and and I hadn't dealt with it, and it, and it ended up I had a very hard time staying absent, and I had to get some extra help, and then I came back into the program, went back out, um, and I came into vision eight eight and a half years ago. I got absent, and I'm so grateful for this program um, because I get to sing abstinently here wherever I'm meant to sing and I I love singing in church Um, and it's such a blessing to be abstinent and use my gifts for good and and every day I pray dear God you know please use my gifts for good let me be a blessing uh, to God and my fellows and I also became an inventor and I invented several products and doing that abstinently is so much better (laughs) It, it just it's without the sabotage, you know, it's, it's such a blessing to live life on life's terms and to be able to, you know, uh, eat to live, 
instead of living to eat and, and actually have all that energy and all that focus on what I'm meant to be doing instead of getting lost and numbed out in the food and not doing what I meant to be doing. I, I it was literally polar opposite. I, I was never in life. I was always alone with the food and uh, I was so isolated and I have so many friends today. I'm literally the opposite person of who I was when I was in the food. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, joyous and free. Those promises came true uh, from working the steps and uh, working this program and, and doing my best to be a blessing to others. And I'm just so grateful. It's just literally, I feel like a walking miracle. Um, God bless everybody with a really blessed abstinent day I pass. Thanks, Robin. Next up is Janet B., followed by Toby Kay. Hi, good morning. This is Janet B., recovered compulsive eater in North Carolina. So Bill says that I had discovered a theory that most people lost money in stocks through ignorance. And I was thinking of that word like ignorance and about how my first six and a half years in Overeaters Anonymous, there was a lot of, um, I don't like to say ignorance, but I guess I'll say wrong stuff told me. And I was ignorant. And I thought I binged because I had no willpower. And I thought I binged, you know, because I was miserable. And I remember one day I was really happy. Like this, I was in high school and this college boy had invited me to a concert and I went out and binged. And then I thought, I must be binging to sabotage my happiness. I was ignorant of the real reason. And the real reason was that I had an illness that started in my soul, but kind of set up command central in my mind. And this is what it did. It just made a disconnect between my memory and my conscious mind. So for instance, like I'm definitely allergic to cats. If I'm near a cat, I'll have an asthma attack, I'll get a sinus infection, I'll get pretty sick. So if I'm about to go near a cat, the, my memory grabs the data points in my brain. You went near a cat, you got sick. You went near a cat, you needed an EpiPen, whatever. Generates a thought to run across the bridge to my conscious mind to say, stop, danger. Cats will give you an asthma attack, and I don't go near the cat. But when it came to food, it didn't work. And I would say, you know, in my mind were stored all these data points of how I'd say I'm going to have one cookie, but I would end up eating the whole box. So there I would go about to get my box of cookies to just have one. And my memory scans the data points and says, remember, you said you were going to have one, you ate the whole box. Remember, you said you were going to have one, you ate two boxes and made yourself grow up. You were miserable. You're getting fatter. Don't do it. Generates the thought to run across the bridge to my conscious mind, except in the case of food, the bridge is broken and the thought could not get across. I was ignorant of the fact that there was a problem in my brain, that the way page 20, I think it's 24 says, there comes a point where the most powerful desire to stop drinking is of absolutely no avail. So I was ignorant of the fact that my problem wasn't lack of desire or lack of knowledge. My problem, as our book tells us, is lack of power. And just like Bill said about stocks, I discovered later on that there were other reasons. My reason that my bridge was broken was that I didn't have a connection to God. And so my job in recovery was to build a bridge to God. And that's what these steps taught me, that through honesty and self-sacrifice and surrender to the will of God, 
I didn't need to have a connection to my memory because God himself would protect me and keep me in a state of protection as long as I do his will and try to help others. So I'm so grateful for the person who got me out of my ignorance and brought me to these steps. I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Janet. Next up is Toby K, followed by Charlotte T. Hi, it's Toby Kay uh, from Long Island, New York. Yep. Um, Thank you. Uh, Anyway, the shares have been uh, above and beyond wonderful. And um, I I went to um, a luncheon yesterday, and I thought I would uh, bring my own food because blah, blah, blah. And I was really... um, uh, taken aback by all the smells of the food. It just, like, made me crazy. And uh, I felt deprived eating my little, uh, my salad and my stuff, even though I I really worked hard preparing everything so it would be ready. I didn't have any reason to uh, indulge anywhere else, but I was agitated, and uh, maybe I was stimulated from the a lot of people, a lot going on. Uh, I also wanted to fit in, um, like Bill. Um, I want desperately to to fit in. I because um, I'm new in this area, relatively new in this area, and I want everyone to love me. And how could I how could I be loved if I'm eating my own food? I'm not. I'm different. But. I I a lot I got a lot of acknowledgement from people and um it was very rewarding uh to be there but when I came home I was very restless and the first thing I want to do is uh act out on my husband and for some reason God entered me and said uh pray um uh pray pause and pray don't jump to conclusions. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. Blah, 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 blah. He did it differently. Blah, 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 blah. And um, didn't even wash the breakfast dishes. Example. But um, thank you to this program. I really don't know where I'd be. I'd, I'd be a lunatic. Just from my being overstimulated in, in a big place. Um, I got lost. Another problem. So... Um, I like the way Bill said about the boomerang. This boomerang of my thoughts and my um, compulsiveness could really uh, cut me to shreds. And thank you for listening. I pass. All right, Toby. Next up is Charlotte T. Followed by Robin T. Good morning. This is Charlotte T. from Nashville. And I just have to say, uh, the shares have been great for me. I, I pulled out my big book from 2004, uh, which is completely falling apart, and I've started a, a new one and a, a new edition for uh, big book. But I looked at this paragraph. I didn't really have any notes next to it, and um, I'm so grateful that the shares. Uh, well, I did connect to it before everybody started speaking, but even more so now. It's it's very important for me to connect 
in a very real way to build story around my food. Um, and uh, in this graph, the inviting maelstrom, maelstrom of Wall Street had me in its grips. Well, all I could think about is a girl from Mississippi is getting to Manhattan. And I did. And I uh, graduated from uh, top school in uh, landscape architecture. And I got a job at the Department of Parks in Manhattan. And I worked on historic landscapes. And I uh, married a New Yorker, who a uh, native Manhattanite, who um, uh, was a rising star in photography. And um, you know, I know to, to New Yorkers, when you talk about this stuff, it's just like, well, you go to a job at the Parks Department, your husband's a photographer. There's lots of people that do this kind of stuff in Manhattan, but not for this little girl in, from Mississippi. And um, I, too, tried a lot of different things in my life around my career, but all of it was around this, uh, how to satisfy my needs, prestige, what would make me look good? I wanted to be the best. I wasn't the best, but I imagined myself the best. And by the time I was uh, in my 50s, um, I felt almost schizophrenic with all of the different things I had done. And people would say, oh, you do that too? I was a landscape architect. I was a decorative painter. I was... Um, uh, I did portraits of dogs. Uh, I, I, I was all over the place. And I was thinking about how it shared how Bill, too, God took all of these crazy things that he did and brought them together once he was willing to be surrendered to God's will in this beautiful way. And that's what's happened for me as well. And I'm so glad that I can see that. I can see that nothing was wasted in God's economy. And even though I um, was young and ambitious, which is all wonderful, but not when it's self-centered and uh, self-will. But now that I have surrendered all of that to God, he has given me a beautiful path that uses my talents and right. my uh, desires. Thank you. Uh, in, a, in the best way possible, in a life that is more vital than I could possibly know. And I'm so appreciative that y'all have helped me connect to this paragraph. Thank you. Thanks, Charlotte. Next up is Robin T. And then we'll take another list of names. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Russ. Um, this is Robin T. from Cambridge, Massachusetts. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater today, one day at a time. And boy, this paragraph, um, I was full of self-promotion, self-propulsion, willpower. I was going to be seen. You were going to recognize me. Um, another singer on the line this morning and I would push my way in to whatever I needed to push my way into to be seen. Um, I had a conflict with an audition on Broadway once and my, you know, my manager said, you know, when I chose the, the, the other thing, my manager said, you'll never be anything. Uh, well, 
guess what? I called the casting agents myself and I manifested another audition on my own by myself. Um, I pushed my way into studying with a famous teacher in New York when he wasn't taking any more students. I pushed my way into a place where my friend worked, where I wanted to work, and she said, take it easy, you're too pushy, but I pushed myself in there. Um, but you know what? After years of falling on my face because I just couldn't do it anymore, um, I had tremendous regret. And now I don't regret the past or don't turn my back on it anymore because I have something so much better. I have a higher power, have a God that's there for me, has my back that I'm comforted by, and I get to do service for others. This happiness goes way beyond any happiness I could have had in front of people, being seen. I don't need it anymore. And I'm not in the food. I'm not in the food fighting everybody and everything. And I think I'll end there. I'm very grateful to be here today and thank you all so much. I'll pass. Thanks, Robin. All right, we're going to take another list of names. So you know how we do it. We are in uh, Bill's story, page two. Uh, the first paragraph, by the time I completed the course ending with I discovered many more reasons later on. And if you shared in the past couple of days, please step back. Yeah, others get a shot to share. So who would like to share? Jan Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I got a Jan. I think I got Shanna. I hope I heard that right. Krista. Uh, someone. Uh, Krista. Darian K. Darian. I know I heard you. Judith S. T. Judith. Larry K. And uh, I think, I think, what's the time? Yeah, it's cutting the close. So I think I have a Jan. I didn't get the, get the initial of the last name. Shannon. <laughs> Excuse me. Shanna, Krista, Darian, Judith, S.P., and Larry K. Let's let's go with that list. And if we get you in, great. And if there's more time, I would definitely take more. All right, Jan, you're up. Good morning, visionaries, and thank you, Russ, and all who are uh, volunteering their time to do service this morning. My name is Jan L. I live in Florida. Uh, I'm I'm living my dream now. Uh, so. In relation to this paragraph, sure, I've accomplished quite a bit on my determination. Um, and uh, I've uh, developed a lot of theories. Um, kind of had that superior, better than, not kind of, definitely. Um, I, my self-confidence usually ended up being better than others, thinking I know more, definitely. Uh, and then the other extreme, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. I'm not worthy. Uh, 
So my dream here now is my recovery. I'm recovered. And uh, I remember having this food problem age of five. So I was born with it. Runs all through my family, uh, the females on one side of my family. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of years in the rooms, and they were uh, OA rooms where didn't give me what I needed, and a lot of it was me uh, and, and how I perceived it, and perhaps some of it was the message. But the disease was always there, always. And I developed a faith in God, and um, God would relieve me of this problem quite a bit. Uh, but I never could understand the feelings. You know, like I thought I was supposed to, you know, you ate because you were feeling. Well, what are my feelings? You know, that was always confusing. Uh, and then I came to vision and came to this big book message. And it was clear, it's still been a long road, and I'm still on it, and I've got so much to learn each day. All I can say is perseverance, action. I was taught that surrender equals action. You know, get the sponsor. Be open-minded. Look at the food. Look at all the food. And I'm stubborn. It took me a long time. And, you know, I haven't arrived. Today, I may have food cravings. I know what to do with them. I don't think there'll be cravings, but a little brief thoughts. It could happen. Uh, but I, I'm on the path. I'm on the recovered path. I understand so much about my blocks, my blocks. You know, they call them defects, defenses, whatever. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be so much more revealed. My feelings are starting to show up. Um, and I'm just so grateful. This is my dream above anyone I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, when I would stop eating before, I would race. My mind would race and I would have to eat and then I would just sedate. So thank you. Happy to be here and recovery is there if you just move forward and do things. Thank you. Thanks, Jan. Next up is Shanna C. followed by Krista F. Good morning. This is Shannon C. Grateful Recover Compulsive Overeater through God's grace and mercy from Tennessee. Um, thank you so much, Russ, for moderating and everyone who shared. Um, so, so grateful that um, the message of hope was carried to me the way that it was carried to me. Um, I, I, I know that, like, reading this paragraph does definitely speak to the fact of my you know, living in my own devices, you know, I develop theories, you know, that, that other people just don't know what they're doing, but I do. Like that last sentence on this paragraph, it says, I developed a theory that most people lost money um, in stocks through ignorance. Oh, so replace stocks. For the newcomer or anyone on the line, you know, you may not be in the stock market. I wasn't in the stock market, but I had I developed all kinds of theories that everybody else was making mistakes um, as a result of their ignorance doing x y or z and so that that's me thinking i'm smarter and better and i you know i'm going to prove to the world that i'm important um and what that came from from a deep-seated i'm not good enough and no, no matter how good i get at anything it's never good i have a disease of never enough but thank god through these steps i've tapped into a power that is mm, i get mm, excuse me 
and get choked up when I think about it. Um, when I, um, I have a God that is more than enough. He's a God of more than enough. Out, give. Um, this God of my understanding. Uh, so when I do take that action, as uh, you know, indicated in this book and steps to, re- to recover and be willing to, to give everything about me, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, um, in hopes to help someone else, I get back so much in return. And I can't put that into words enough. Uh, you know, you kind of have to experience it for yourself. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I am grateful to be abstinent, healthy, alive here and not having to, and I get to rem- be reminded every day, I don't have to prove that I'm important, but that same drive and motive, like was mentioned earlier, can be used to be of service to others. And with that, I, I get a lot beyond my wildest dreams. I, I, I've never had it so good. And it's all just that change of perspective that I can't bring about on my own. It takes spiritual action, taking the spiritual action. The food is down. You know, I'm looking to help others. My motives are shifting. But it happens on a daily basis. It's not, you know, I wake up every morning compulsive overeater, selfish and self-centered. And I got to get realigned every day. And you know what? I'm not bad because I have to rely on God every day. In fact, that's what I'm designed to do. Anyway. Thank you all. Thank you, Russ. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend, and I look forward to more shares. Thanks, Shannon. Next up is Krista F., followed by Darian K. Good morning, everybody. My name's Krista F. I'm in Georgia, grateful, recover, compulsive eater. I just wanted to jump into the middle of this and be a part of today because I haven't done that in a while. And yesterday and today's shares, I relate so much to Bill and I just keep thinking about, you know, uh, he's trying to be the most, do the best. Um, To me, it's like earning his worth. And that's, that's the way I relate to Bill is that he fancied himself a leader going to do all these grandiose things and I um, I relate to that and I accomplish a lot and it's been shared on this meeting and I don't need to go through my my list of accomplishments but you you know like we, we are often ambitious smart people but underneath that grandiosity and underneath that um, desire to be the best is for me a, a belief that I'm not the best I'm the worst I'm the lowest of the low and that's what motivates me to accomplish all these things is because I need to prove to myself and everybody around me that, that I'm good. And I didn't know all along that I was good because God was imminent and that he was in me and that he's the only reason anything good ever comes out of me. I'm going to prove it and show it, but really I never believed it. And so what jumps into my brain over and over when we read through Bill's story and how he wanted this accomplished life is from the beginning of the 12 and 12, the AA 12 and 12, where it, where it says that our 12 steps are a group of principles, spiritual in nature, which if practiced as a way of life can expel the obsession to eat and enable the sufferer, me, to become happily and usefully whole. And that's all I ever wanted, really. It wasn't all these grandiose things and to graduate from nursing school and become this great mom and all the things. It was to be happily and usefully whole. 
And this is a promise to me that if I just practice these spiritual principles, if I just dig in to the God within me, within me, and I ask for his help with the guide of a sponsor through the steps, that I can become happily and usefully whole. And that obsession, that that persistent and unreasonable idea or emotion that I cannot put out of my mind, that obsession can be expelled and I can be happy and I can be useful and I can be whole. And that's all I really ever wanted. Thanks so much. That's all I have to share today. All right, thank you, uh, Krista. So now, Darren Kate's going to be our last year. Judith, I'm sorry, and Larry, I'm sorry. Larry, don't show up the house. We, we can work it out. We can work it out. I'm sorry, I overestimated the time. So, Darren, you're up. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Um, love your sense of humor. I, uh, yeah, I'm Darian, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater um, in the Berkshires in Western Massachusetts. Oh, grateful to be on the line, and um, yeah, so interesting. I'm the last year, <laughs> um, so I'm going to go on a limb. I am, um, I am grateful that for the most part, I don't know what y'all do for a living because, um, you know, in, in the um, service, I know in the um, service tool, it talks about there are no stars or VIPs, or maybe it's anonymity. Actually, um, there are no stars or VIPs. We simply come together as compulsive overeaters. And so my brain works like, oh, there's this person and that person doing this and that, and look at me. I'm, I don't do very much. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I, you know, I, mean, compa- I compare. I compare and compare and compare and always fall short. And so, you know, here I am, like, if I wanted to, I could build up some resentments, <laughs> and I don't want to because that's, like, the worst thing to have when someone is with, with other people in the program, I'll tell you. Um, but for the most part, you know, I, I'm content. I'm content with what I do today. And it's because of this program. It's because of the gratitude that I have um, for being in this program a day at a time for a while and, and living to the best of my ability, you know. And, but, you know, I do fall short sometimes. You know, I want that approval seeking because I don't give it to myself. Um, if you say I'm good at something, then I'm good at something. If you say I look nice today, then I look nice today. If you don't, then that outfit sucks and I'm not going to wear it again. <laughs> That's how bad I am. So it's, you know, I, I just, I'm always growing, I'm always learning, and I'm just so grateful, again, that we are just coming together as compulsive overeaters, day at a time, in recovery, um, living life the best we can, you know, and I just have to take a deep breath (laughs) and say I love you all exactly who you are, and I pass. Thanks, Darren. You're going to be the last chair. Judith and Lara, if you could, you know, hang on for the next meeting. I apologize about that. All right. So, uh, Share ID for today. So we got the next meeting's unrecorded hour. Stick around for that. Um, today's share ID, Friday, February 9, 2024, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 21,118. And now we're going to uh, close with the reading for the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. 
Will KG please read a vision for you? A book is meant to be suggestive only. Thanks, Russ. Hey, everyone. KG, Recovered Compulsive Eater in Boston. A vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God if you understand him. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of the past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as we trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.